Chapter Seven of Living with Our Children by Clara D. Pearson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Embarrassing questions. In the days of our great grandmothers, or perhaps our great great grandmothers, the mention of sex questions was so utterly taboo that it was considered immodest to speak of eggs. People ate them, to be sure but presumably so disguised in cooking that respectable persons could partake of them without blushing it must have been a courageous housewife who first ventured to offer one boiled egg in the shell to a guest oh, one can imagine her debating the question the previous evening shall i or shall i not to be sure we have them that way once in a while when only jedediah and i are at the table but and then perchance a spirit of recklessness swept her away, and she braved ostracism by serving that valuable food in its natural form. The next generation had overcome a certain amount of such reticence, at least as far as foodstuffs were concerned, but any mention of domestic animals which implied that they were possessed of sex was still bad form it apparently required the third generation to reach the point of openly conceding sex to animals animals which would never have been kept on their farms but for their reproductive value undoubtedly they assured themselves at this point that after all it was not as though they were human beings youths and maidens were allowed to mature to court and to wed with only such knowledge of life's beginnings as they had been able to absorb from evil-minded playmates or conjoled from the lips of some reluctant and conscience-stricken parent or aunt then there began to appear and be surreptitiously circulated books on sex education books which parents could obtain and leave upon the bureaus of their adolescence thereby purchasing immunity from personal conversation on a subject which they shrank from discussing you see what the trend has been and still is we decent and clean-minded people have not yet gone far enough the people of unclean minds go too far the inevitable result of all this is that the children who have been so carefully shielded from all such information at home are almost certain to get it from contact with less protected children and get it in a very dangerous and impure form as matters now stand most parents have the right idea of giving correct and authoritative information to their children when they are old enough the present trouble is that they do not recognize when their children are old enough they lock the barn door after the horse is stolen the result is they might almost as well leave it unlocked to carry out the comparison they may be safeguarding a few harnesses and some feed but the horse the horse is gone if nature would only delay the maturing of our children's bodies and minds until we get around to our parental responsibility of sex instruction it would be much simpler but mother nature does not await our beck and we might far better heed hers than to stand hesitant and perplexed while the young people grow up it is an axiom among the most progressive that when a child is old enough to ask a question he is old enough to have it answered and this is good practice there is only one flaw in the method implied 
how can you be sure of whom he will ask the first question or what that question will be you may be carefully prepared for the most beautiful and wholesome of careful conversations with him and yet his wandering may impel him to ask quite innocently of some little degenerate those questions which you have been waiting to answer first impressions are very important things a mistake like this leaves a stain on his thoughts which can never be entirely obliterated by later ones do not take a chance on anything so vital to your child's purity of life and conduct if you do he may come through decent but with stinging memories of early mistakes growing from that same youthful ignorance which you so carefully preserved it is not protection enough for young people to know that there is evil in the world and that sin is wicked there are very few growing up in good homes who intend to do wrong what such most frequently lack even after their parents have talked with them with what they consider absolute candor is the realization that there may be base people in any circle in which they find themselves and that sin is not so often a matter of deliberate intention as of drifting unawares it is far better not to wait for that expected significant first question but to forestall it unobtrusively if it is done early enough and wisely enough the child does not recognize it as anything personal to himself and finds nothing embarrassing in it to him it is all good and pure and awe-inspiring and the injunctions given can all be do this instead of you should cease to do that the subject should become a simple matter of course to him months before passion is likely to awaken in him or in those with whom he plays these latter are always a part of the problem it is not as though each family were dwelling on a desert island you know begin with the development of seeds in the ovaries of large and familiar flowers and show how the pistil which is above the ovary has to be fertilized with pollen from the stamens before the seeds can begin to mature just the barest smattering of botanical knowledge will suffice for this and there need be no hushed and private conferences about it come back to the subject once in a while for weeks examining different flowers and never pursuing it long enough for his interest to flag meanwhile ask your librarian to give you or recommend to you some simple book which deals with reproduction in the various forms of life in the ascending scale between fishes and human beings so you can familiarize yourself and pass on the same sort of information in regard to them that you did in regard to flowers do not wait until the emergency is upon you and you have to do it hurriedly and badly remember pascal's wise saying he who foresees rules and prepare for it while yet it is afar off be ready to avail yourself of the opportunities as they present themselves in the shape of sticklebacks frogs nesting birds and other entrancing out-of-door folk to whom the child is instantly drawn 
one summer wisely used should give a child a beautiful great background of understanding of the story of reproduction in the various forms of animal life so that when he first begins to wonder where he came from the truth comes to him either from another human being or by intuition with no shock whatever in fact it is often the best way to mention the expected birth of some little relative or some reminiscence of his own babyhood with a casual assumption that he already understands about it perhaps fate will play into your hand about this time with a litter of kittens or some other wee animals and while the miracle of it all is still fresh and entrancing to him you can lead up to the last stage of the story of life isn't it interesting dear to see how the baby mice all lie in the same position when they are newly born you understand why that is do you not why it is simply because they were in the habit of lying in that position before they were born after a little they will lie in different positions you see before they were born while they were still being carried about by their mother each was cuddled into a smooth little shape with all the sharp parts folded down so that he could be carried more comfortably his tail was folded forward between his hind legs and lay along his belly his hind legs lay on either side of it his ears were laid forward close to his head and his dainty little forefeet were folded close to his curled-down face such things are so very very wonderful so rather sacred if you know what that means they are not to be joked about, you know, nor talked about loudly and carelessly when many people are around. Mothers understand more about them than any other people in the world, and fathers understand the next best. So if you ever get to wondering about such things, and want to ask questions, will you ask one of us? if you ask us anything we do not know we will find it out for you and whatever we tell you will be absolutely true do not ask the other children for they will not be able to tell you so well as we and some of them would have some very wrong ideas about it besides such things are too sacred for common talk they are to be talked about quietly between parents and children more like a secret between them you will remember this won't you dear it is just for us for the present end of chapter seven